There was once a man. These words that begin the book of Job are also the beginning of countless stories of our childhoods. Just like once upon a time, they mark the beginning of a fairy tale or an adventure, something set in the dim mist of the past in a place where anything can happen. The first two chapters of Job set such a scene. Job is faithful to God and prosperous, two facts that might not be unrelated. In God's heavenly court, one of the courtiers suggests a test to see whether Job's loyalty is conditional on his good fortune. God agrees, and in rapid succession, messenger after messenger arrives to convey to Job that he's lost his oxen, his sheep, his camels, and his children. Still, he refuses to blame God for his troubles. In the final test, God allows this courtier to afflict Job with loathsome sores to see whether he will maintain his loyalty when the suffering reaches his own body. I don't know whether those who will fill this pulpit for the next three weeks will choose this lectionary track, but October in year B is actually a month-long tour through the book of Job, one of the most intriguing books of the Hebrew Bible. It's a book that stubbornly resists an easy summary or a pat conclusion. It gnaws at you. It leaves threads hanging and resolves without recognizable justice. The questions it asks about evil and divine power are not answered so much as explored, evaded, and eventually dropped. Without even getting into all that, just here in this prologue are images that resonate, startle, and disturb. When we enter the court of the Lord, it's a scene worthy of a Michelangelo painting. The heavenly beings present themselves before the Lord, and Satan, who's one of members of God's entourage, is among them. The reader is invited to imagine the scene based on what they know or have heard about royal courts, a monarch on a throne, receiving the bows, the gifts, the gestures of respect, and the news from those belonging to his retinue. The dialogue plays out, and we might even picture the Lord pointing down to earth, the view zooming in on Job as the king shows the courtiers the object of his pride and joy. Another image, Job afflicted with sores, from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. His riches stolen, his property burned, his lands invaded. His family, except for his wife, all killed. He scrapes his open wounds with a broken piece of pottery, sitting in the ashes. That's where the Old Testament reading leaves us this week. Two images of households God's household of heaven, grand, bustling, wagering with friendly rivalry on the outcome of an experiment. And Job's household in the land of Uz, 
utterly consumed, loss upon loss upon loss, nothing left but suffering. But there is one more image in today's readings that I think none of us can resist painting as a picture in our minds. Maybe we even saw illustrations of it in the Sunday school rooms of our childhood. I certainly did. Jesus surrounded by children, having invited them past the velvet rope, much to the dismay of the disciples, those would-be gatekeepers. He took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. What strikes me immediately is how tactile this image is. People are touching each other, holding, being held. None of that is present in the two scenes from Job. The courtiers whisper together, they approach the throne and make their obeisances, but no one embraces. And Job, isolated, tends to his own sores, separated from his wife by their differing interpretations of the situation. But the children are lifted off the ground and folded in Jesus' arms. A thousand hymns spring from this single verse, an intimation here on earth of the true heavenly household. Christians proclaim that Jesus came to reveal God in God's fullness. And that means that when we ask what our relationships would be if God had God's way, or how our human society would be arranged in God's perfect fulfillment of time, we should look to Jesus. The Bible is full of images of God. God is king, judge, creator, destroyer. God is even, as we see in Job, a spectator with a grandstand seat and a pocket full of bedding slips, cheering on his favorites. But those images are all eclipsed by this one the image of a child in the arms of a welcoming, embracing God. As we welcome each other with that embrace, as we lay on hands and bless each other in Christ's name, we build our earthly habitation in the model Jesus shows us. Not hierarchy, not privilege, not velvet ropes, or even velvet rolls we must stay within not wealth gained or lost defining our proper place and lot in life, not suffering or disagreements isolating us from one another. We are the children in this scene, but we are also the arms reaching out and gathering the children in, welcoming and being welcomed, blessing and being blessed. All the same scene with the same motions and emotions. It is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Amen.